Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Magnetic Woman Show. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, and today I want to continue slash finish our content series on the seven deadly sins and why reclaiming them is so important. So today we're going to focus on lust and sloth. And I think, quite frankly, these two tend to be the most challenging to reclaim. So in case you missed it, go back and listen to the past few episodes called Sinful to Sovereign, where I talk about the importance of reclaiming the seven deadly sins in our lives. Because what has ended up happening for a lot of women is that we repress and suppress any and all expression of the seven deadly sins. And we push that expression and energy into the shadow. And it really makes us feel like we're living in a cage, essentially, like we are shut down, we're disconnected, we're unfulfilled. And so today I want to talk about lust and sloth, and we're actually going to start with sloth. So for me, the shadow side of repressing an energy of sloth, right, quote unquote, is the fear of rest, the constantly needing to be doing, moving forward, pushing forward, striving for more, the fear of being lazy. Now, this is something that I've really focused on reclaiming in my life, especially over the past year. And I think for those of you who are entrepreneurs or maybe even want to start your own business, the fear of being lazy can be so potent because we've been taught that our worth and therefore what we receive for our worth is intrinsically tied to how much we quote do and produce. And especially when you're in business for yourself and you're an entrepreneur, you have to not only unhook that idea, but really begin to lean into the reality that not only are you just worthy because you are, but what you receive has nothing to do with how many hours you're working or how much you're producing. And so many of us get caught up in that trap. And I know for me last year, I had this massive realization that I I had created this like identity, if you will, that was basically a, a trauma response. I was like constantly creating content from a place of I need to do more so that I'll be worthy, that it's not enough. And simultaneously, the kinky minxy part of my brain was really getting off on the story of like, look at how much I do and I still am struggling, right? And so in order for me to shift that, I had to come to a full and complete stop. And I did in August and September and through part of October. And I would love to tell you that I decided to come to a complete stop in August and then so much flooded in, but that was not the case. It was a very uncomfortable few months of me really resting and really beginning to reorient myself around what I wanted to create and allowing that to be enough 
over thinking that I need to be filling a certain number of hours or like the trauma response of this, I'm sorry, this trauma response of the overachieving perfectionist. And so I know that I'm not the only one who has had a fear of being lazy or has not allowed themselves to truly rest. And again, it's because it's so deeply ingrained in the patriarchy and in like capitalism and social media and all of the things that are where our minds are being bombarded with day in and day out. And so it, we can also see this in the fact that winter, like in internal winters, times of rest, times of death, times of letting go and releasing are not honored to the degree that the, that energy of like spring and newness and production is honored. And so for many of us who are really aching for a return to the sacred feminine, to more ancient feminine wisdom, a desire to come back into what feels best within our bodies and maybe syncing with our menstrual cycle or the moon cycle or whatever, there can be this like feeling of inner conflict where the old programming is running, telling you to push harder, to go further, to be that overachiever. And yet internally on a soul level or your pussy or whatever, right, is calling you into rest. And I often feel like some of the most rebellious behavior that we can do and participate in as women in the patriarchy is really allowing ourselves to rest. And not the kind of rest where you end up doom scrolling all day, but true rest. And it's within those rest times that I have found I receive the most potent downloads and the most important shifts. But without rest, without giving ourselves time to integrate, we cannot receive those. And I say again that the reclamation of sloth or quote unquote laziness is the mo- one of the most challenging because the women that I pull in, you're like, overachievers, right? You're mega overachievers and have always been. And again, when we create an identity around that trauma response, which is actually like a fight response to constantly be doing and constantly be being busy, it can feel terrifying to do the opposite. Because again, we've created this identity formulated around a trauma response. And the other deadly sin that I say is one of the most hardest to reclaim is lust. Because for 2,500 years, at least, closer to 3,500, but the patriarchy has been the rule of society and within the patriarchy has been the disdain and desire for female sexuality, right? So female sexuality and sexiness is used as a marketing tool in literally everything, 
car ads. I saw a billboard once and it was like this woman whose mouth was like slightly parted and had like a v-neck shirt on and it was like a dentist ad or something so marketing constantly throws female sexuality at us and then women who are not like marketing billboards right but actual women are judged criticized and shamed for owning their sexuality So there's this desire for it from everyone and then a disdain for it when it actually shows up, right? And to me, this is intensified by the Madonna whore paradigm, which is this dichotomy in our minds, both men and women, that women can only be virginal and good or sexual and bad the biggest like um propaganda that the patriarchy has ever created was tying a woman's sexuality to her morality like whether or not she is a quote good person and so for the majority of us and I think it's intensified if you have a religious upbringing the fear of being sexual or sensual, sexy, embodied, lustful is so deep in ourselves because for thousands of years, we would we were told that not only would we be punished for it, but we would be damned to eternal hell, right? And so when we reclaim the energy of lust, to me, that includes pleasure and sensuality, your sexuality, your sexiness, even the energy of desire, because what is desire if it's not lusting after something that you want, but have yet to have, right? And so when we reclaim these parts of ourselves, these energies, these quote, seven deadly sins, and we pluck them out of the shadows and we integrate them in a somatic way, it ends up liberating us from this like mental cage we have put ourselves in, in a way to try and please and be appeasing to the patriarchy, right? And so for many of you, I know that you've been listening to this series because you do have, you did have a religious upbringing or you have found that you have religious wounds and trauma and deconditioning that you need to do. And this is another topic that I'm going to go into deeper on another podcast. But what I found for a lot of women is when we heal religious trauma and wounding from our path past specifically like Christian tradition and we decondition Christianity and the misogynistic belief systems that were placed in that organized religion oftentimes we can feel a little lost because we don't have anything spiritually to grab onto which is why so much of the quote divine feminine movement ends up being white Christianity in a different name, right? Or you see a lot of women being pulled to more indigenous cultures and then 
in my opinion, unintentionally and not in a malicious way, but appropriating them or being called to like Tantra or other spiritual lineages that don't feel fully true for you, but you're like kind of doing it, but it feels really awkward at the same time. And that's actually why I have sovereign. Sovereign is, yes, the sacred sexual priestess temple. And it's about using sacred sexual priestess practices, lineage, that archetype to really fill in spiritually in a way that you've never had. And it requires us to heal the religious trauma and really reclaim things like the quote, seven deadly sins as well as activate the ancient feminine wisdom that's already in your cells, your DNA, your veins, that's waiting to be brought forward. So tomorrow, January 31st is the last day for early bird pricing for Sovereign. And it's the last day for the hotel accommodation bonus for the retreat in June. So in June, we're heading to Southern France. One of the days we'll be going to a pilgrimage to Mary Magdalene's cave. And I will be covering um, your accommodations for that if you enroll in Sovereign before tomorrow at midnight. So you want to go to the magneticwoman.com backslash Sovereign. And as another note, which I have not posted yet here in the podcast because I haven't done an episode, but my premier, like most epic course, Seductress, is currently on sale in its digital course form. So typically I run the course live. And when I do, it costs 75% more than what this sale is. So you'll get the instant download of the course, the entire course, all eight modules, Q&A calls. There's a bonus live Q&A call happening next month. And within that, or, and so that digital course is 75% off until tomorrow at midnight as well. Um, and you want to go to back, uh, themagneticwoman.com backslash seductress dash virtual. And both links are in the show notes. Um, if you have any questions, please let me know. Send me a message on social media and I'll see you next time.